0: and welcome to episode 250 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. 250, that's like a milestone. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I know that's, that we're halfway to 500.
0: We are. And we don't have a milestone episode planned today, everyone. It's a regular. If we, I
1: kind of feel like if we planned like a special episode every time we had a milestone now, we would be doing nothing but special episodes. So. That's
0: so true. It's funny. We just had an episode where we talked about our own milestone birthdays. So I guess this is this is one of those examples where it feels like a big number, but we are not actually doing anything celebratory. We do have a five year anniversary coming up and you'll probably hear a little bit more about that. But for now, it is just an episode 250 regular episode of The Mom it's Hour. It's a fun one. It is. I a really real, like this one. I do, too. So this is another one of our kind of accidental loose series, um, and I call it What's Great About Our Eight. And what we do is we go through our combined eight kids and kind of talk about the age and stage they are at right now, and um, usually through some kind of a lens or with some kind of a theme. And we've done this several times over the years. Um, So today we're going to be talking about our combined eight children through the lens of this idea of one-on-one time, getting one-on-one time with each of them, and mostly how it happens kind of organically or accidentally, um, because it does. As your kids get older, you end up with kind of pockets of time with this one or that one. Um, And yeah, it's a fun way, I think, for listeners to get to know our actual children a little more than maybe we talk about them in other episodes. Yeah.
1: Well, also that and we first of all, we get this question in some form a lot, I mm-hmm. feel like. Like about one on one time. Um, I feel like this came became a something that was heavily on my mind when I went from two to three kids. Like that whole idea of how does each kid get enough one on one time. And it really changes. Like when they're all just around you all the time because they're little yeah. and little Klingons, like it's kind of even if it's not technically one on one time, they're all getting time. Like they're all getting yeah. lots yes. of time. And then as they get older, it really does start to shift. And it's something that, I mean, has been at different stages of my motherhood journey has been on my mind. Like when I, when I'd add a baby, okay, how's that going to affect everyone else's one-on-one time with me? And then when one kid started spending more time out of the house, maybe they went to school or maybe they started sports or started spending more time with friends. Okay. How's that going to affect our one-on-one time? And now of course I've got two who are grown men. Um, they're all in school and none of them hang on my pant leg yeah. all day anymore. Turns so out things well, have
0: changed. I mean, as you were talking, I was thinking, honestly, when they're tiny and you're home a lot, you are trying to get away from them. Exactly. And I mean, that like, with how, about love. Less, like, how about one on zero time, about, like one on one time with myself or with exactly. my spouse? I mean, those right. are kind of like the high priorities. And then the older they get, there's this this kind of place where you realize like, oh, I want to spend time one on one. And when you're busy in family life. Sometimes it happens naturally in little pockets of time, and sometimes you have to be more intentional. So we thought this would be fun. And we always hear that you all like to kind of get a peek at what's ahead and what, um, yeah. you know, people don't talk about ages and stages as much after kids are like four or five years old. It kind of, they all get lumped together. So it it inadvertently allows us to talk about just funny little ages and stages. Like what's a 14 yeah. year old like, and what's an 11 yes. year old like. So,
1: well, and Sarah, I think one thing that we've talked, we've, we've kind of hit on this a few times. I feel like in in recent episodes, maybe over the last year that you, when you're, when you are in that really frenetic, like mom of little kids phase, when they are all over you all the time, you build that muscle memory about what that feels like. And then it's easy to forget that things have changed. I mean, this applies to so much. Like we've talked about it with keeping the house organized, um, things like the, the feeling like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And how like you get stuck in that, the Mm -hmm. hassle factor. Or yeah, it's too much hassle to go out, whatever, whatever it is. And I think this is one of those areas where it can get like that. And I really had to say to myself at one point, like, no, 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 Megan, it's fo- It's shifted. Like your focus is not now to find ways to um, keep your kids occupied so you can do stuff. Your focus now is to stop doing so much stuff so that you can go find your kids. I mean, oh it's different. Like, that is
0: like super profound what you just said. Well, yeah. it,
1: I can't remember what it was now because it just came out of my head in some kind of weird brainstorm. <laughs> but like, Honestly, that's really like my, my intention had to flip, like not just shift, but like reverse yeah. 180. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, should we remind everybody as we launch into this, the actual ages of our kids as of, as of this recording, you don't have any sure. birthdays around this time. So you're, you're uh, well, solidly. Is that Claire is oh, coming true. up soon, that soon, is true. In a
1: couple of weeks. So this won't have um, run before that, but she'll be 11 on March
0: 13th. Yeah. So almost. So, okay, almost. so what are yours?
1: So they're 22, 20, 16, 14. Um, that's Jacob, Isaac, William, and Owen. And then Clara is 10 going on 11.
0: Right. Okay. So she almost will be 11. And right now you have all evens. So yep. I have all odds right now. I have 11, 9, and 7. And the 11 and 9 are a little closer to their spring birthday. So we'll be 12 and 10 this later this spring. It
1: gets very confusing when one is even <laughs> and the rest are odd or yeah. vice versa. So that's yeah. when I start to like not be able to rattle it off as fast. Right. When people ask me their ages, I have to go, wait, hold on. Let me think about it. Well, I,
0: yeah. I always like this time of year. It's a, I, it's a, like three or four months where they're step, true stepping stones, but then then it's all off again. So,
1: So Sarah, in this episode, I think we're mostly focusing on like kind of this organic and accidental, not accidental maybe isn't the right word, but just this The time that just kind of happens right. and sometimes you don't even realize it's a thing until it becomes a thing. Like you don't yeah. realize you've created a tradition until the tradition has happened. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a thing now when we find ourselves alone with our kids. But you actually do structured dates with your kids, um, you and your husband. Yeah. So what does that look like? for you? Yeah,
0: I thought this would be fun to set the stage because it's um it's probably an, a whole nother episode we could do sometime. But very briefly, we do this in the holidays and in the summer. And I'll just talk through summer because I think it's a little more it happens a little more the same each year. So we in the summer each kid gets a one-on-one date with each parent. So three kids, two okay. parents, so it's six dates over the spread over the course of the summer. And we've done it for a few years and we just kind of look at the calendar and we loosely plug them into a weekend and the dates themselves, I think what makes them more special than just say, oh, I happen to be running to the grocery store with this kid and we got a little conversation. Um, they tend to be like two or three hours long. We usually work with the kid to pick something special to do. I will say that we've tried to steer them away from it always being like Chuck E. Cheese or something like yeah. try to have it be something that feels a little more like something we can both enjoy or maybe go see a play or something like that. But sometimes they want to go to the mall and go to the candy store. And that's that's OK, too. Um And then at Christmas time, so that's, that's pretty much it. It's really just, we have the summer, we have a little more time and we make sure to get it on the schedule and the kids look forward to it. And it's always like, whose is it this weekend? And um, so that's been really fun. And then at at Christmas time, it's about half as intense because each kid just gets one one one-on-one date shopping with a parent, Mm -hmm. but not both parents. So it's not six, it's three. Um, But we look forward to that as well. So we've just done it seasonally and now that we've done it, the kids look forward to it and It's not any big money spending, like huge thing, but it's just that little extra step of um, intentionality to get it on the calendar. And we've done some some fun things. I took Allegra to see Shakespeare in the park, like um, Brian and Reed used to go play Pokemon Go. And that was like a big thing. They'd go somewhere and just do that for two hours. So, yeah, it's been great.
1: I like that. And I think um, one of the things that we talked about around the holiday episode was First of all, that I wound up doing some of those by accident right. during the holidays because I had so many things I wanted to do. And sometimes it just made sense to take one of the kids and not the others. So, like, I took a, you know, take a kid to see a concert or mm-hmm. take a kid to see this or that thing um, or go shopping. And then the gifts that I gave each of the kids were were centered around an experience with me. And it's been really fun. Um, I, I found that, like, the teenagers, it's harder to get them. Like, Claire is always going to want to go do something with me. Mm-hmm. Like, so if I say, let's go to the movies. Tuesday nights around here. The movies are cheap. Okay. Um, she, Well, cheap is relative oh, yeah. to the movie theater these days, right? But like a ticket's like $5.50 or $6, which is way less expensive yeah. than usual. Um, I think next week we're going to go see Emma. Oh, um, fun. It looks like a really quirky, you know, retelling of yeah. a Jane Austen book that I love. And it's PG. So we're going to go see. I was a little worried because the ad made it look a little... Uh, I like maybe a little irreverent in, in a very updated way. And I was yeah. like, is this going to be like a PG movie? But it is. Okay. But that's easy with Owen. Like, I almost feel like now I have to sweeten the pot. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he's not in it for a time with me anymore. Right. Yeah. He's in it for getting something in <laughs> it for him. So it, it does shift and change. So we can talk
0: more yeah. about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning. And every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code
1: THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic shoes, wearable well-being for your feet.
0: All right, we're going to dive right in. And Megan, I'm going to let you start with your youngest, who is Clara. And loosely, as we go through each kid, I thought we could just say, just give an example of what one-on-one time looks like with this kid. Like, where is it naturally happening in your schedule? Um, and, and what are you doing? Is there like a topic of conversation this kid always wants to talk about or that you're listening to music together? What are you doing? And then I also thought we could say, is it enough right now? Or do we want to set an intention maybe to carve out a little more one-on-one time with this particular kid? Because I'm curious how we'll answer that for everybody. So do you want to go first yeah. with Clara?
1: Sure, I will go with Clara. Well, Clara, again, she's my youngest. She's my only girl. She's in a great age, I think, for hanging out with a parent. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not old enough yet that she thinks she's too cool. There's no real attitude. Um, So she's very pleasant. She's very talkative. Um, So she's by far the easiest one, sometimes a little overly easy to get one-on-one time with because sometimes it means she just wants to dump all the things that happened during the day. Yeah, she's a talker, right? She's a talker and she's a processor. Mm-hmm. And she comes home with a lot of friend like a lot of relationship energy, I guess mm-hmm. I would say where she just wants to just like and I have to remind her like, okay, it's four o'clock, I still have things I have to do, so we have to put this off, or maybe we can spend fifteen minutes right now and come back to it later. so we spend time together, I mean, lying around on my bed, we watch t v together um if there's going to be a kid in the car with me on a random errand, it's most likely going to be her. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the kitchen cooking, she's the one who's going to come in and talk to me. So it's a lot of very random mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and as far as like, you know, what we're talking about, typically it centers around kids in her class. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to tell me about
0: those. <laughs> you know, um, all. she spills all the tea.
1: She spills all the oh, my gosh, all the tea. <laughs> And it's hilarious because I know a lot of these kids or I know their parents. I'm like, oh, really? And also she's very judgy. Like Clara is, um, (laughs) she's a real rule-oriented kid and she's very like obedient, I guess is the word I would Mm -hmm. use. So in her, it's very, it's a high value to her to do what's expected of you in school, to be considerate. Like there's all these things. And so since she was in kindergarten, I remember she would come home and there was a little girl in her class and she would tell me, this little girl, I'm gonna say Sally, you know, Sally um, really has issues like Sally was on the learning line again today. And I remember the way she would say it, like the confusion on her face of like, why, why Sally
0: just uh, just couldn't get, get it together. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and now, you know, she's a little more savvy now. And but the way she talks about it now is is just, you know, there's just really something up there. And like, I don't know what it is
0: exactly. She's, I a, think she's that a people observer, probably a is. very astute one.
1: Yeah. Like she'll say, well, you know, this, this kid in my class really likes a lot of attention. And so she's like, really likes, like summing people up. And sometimes to be honest, it's a little much, like I don't like, there's a lot of kids in her class. And so (laughs) I sometimes wind up tuning her out a little bit, or I'll say like, Clara, are you saying this because you want me to give you feedback? Or are you saying this? Are you talking right now to hear yourself talk? Because that really is a thing. And she will acknowledge it. She'll be like, yeah, I'm just talking right now. There's none of the stuff I'm saying Maybe like even a journal,
0: like a redirect to the old journal or something. Like it's like she needs to get it out somewhere.
1: And she also really loves to talk about whatever show she's into. Um, The nice thing is that Jacob, I've told you that Jacob and her um, are really good buddies and he will absorb lots of that kind of talk. So like they'll watch a show together and he'll absorb a lot of that stuff, which is nice because that's that stuff is really hard for me to stay engaged. Like, you know, when it's like when a kid is telling you every last thing about a show you've never watched. Oh,
0: yeah. I'll get to, uh, mine would be video game related. But yeah, I'll get to that.
1: (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I guess right now I'm pretty happy with how much time we're spending. I think if I could set an intention with Clara, it would be to be more um, present. Yeah. I think that we spend lots of time together and I take it for granted. And I don't always tune in when it probably is the time for me to tune in because I know that there's there's so much of it. There's so much content coming at me. Right. (laughs) And I think that that's maybe something I could actually probably by doing something together, maybe like baking or something. We've talked a lot about Mm -hmm. that. Um, Or I mean, I'm not a great crafter, but that's something she's really into. Or, you know, maybe doing some kind of a podcast related thing. Like if there was something the two of us could do together where that was like focused time where we were both doing something we enjoy rather than her just kind of jumping on me, mm-hmm. which is how it sometimes feels. Um we both get more out of it. And I think she's old enough and self aware enough that I could like involve her in that conversation. Like right. Claire, I would really like for us to have something we do together. I think it'd be really fun. What could it be? And then we could kind of figure yeah.
0: that out. I really like so, that. I really yeah. like that. Okay. Well Violet is just turned seven. And we'll probably have some similarities here because she is also the youngest and she's also like a clingy shadow. I sometimes call her my tiny stalker because she'll leave me like love notes and, <laughs> and things. Um, so it's funny uh, when you were talking earlier about the shift of, uh, like away from this feeling like I got to get I got to get my own time away from these children to like, oh, wait, I want to spend one on one time with each of these kids because I don't get it as much. That's right where I am with Violet. Yeah. I think I had a, a reflex for a long time of being kind of exhausted at the end of the day and she is a high needs, you know, a high needs kid like socially, emotionally, and sometimes in other ways. And Brian would come home and I'd be like, here, like just play with her for a little bit. Yeah. And now it's almost that's a reflex. And that's not necessarily what I need because she's in school all day and she's matured. And so um I think, I think I can start to make that shift. Um, but we are still together quite a bit. She likes to be near me. She likes to also be talking a lot um she still brings me books to read which I just love she's turning into a really strong reader like first grade has been amazing for reading um but she'll still bring me a book and ask me to read to her and I think I've said on the show before I I really try almost never ever to say no to the question will you read to me um and so that is still special to us it's not always at bedtime either um And then lately we've been painting our nails or our toenails together. And that just feels kind of like cliche and fun. And it's usually her idea. And it used to be like, she'd agonize over the color choice and then she wouldn't like it. And she'd make me take it off. And it was like a mess, but now she really will. Like she likes it. She'll, she'll keep the polish on and we have fun with that. So that's been lately we've been either reading or doing our, our nails and toes. And then in terms of, is it enough? It just, it still feels like plenty because it's (laughs) violet. So, um, I can definitely, as you talk about Clara though, I can see a lot of the same patterns happening of just making sure that um, it's not like that little, I call her a hummingbird because she never sits still. She's just, she's like moving around constantly and she's like always there in my life. But at some point I want to make sure like, I'm opting in to that one-on-one time with her. And that her. she
1: doesn't just buzz away to, to greener pastures. Right. Or, or that you know, we're like not or really. fruitful flowers.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Or that we're not really ever meaningfully connecting because we're just yes. like, she's just there all the time. So.
1: Yeah. No, that's so easy. It's so easy for it to get like that. And when you were talking about Violet, I was just having flashbacks to when Clara was seven. We had just come off of the year, maybe two years that I would refer to as the pet shop years. Where oh, yeah well we talked about this let's pretend we're in a pet shop and I'm one of the dogs now I'm one of the cats now I'm a bunny and it was like two straight years that's like all we did and I remember coming out of that thinking like oh my goodness can I just like not have to buy a pet today
0: yeah like I don't even
1: like the pets I currently have that are real I don't want to buy another imaginary pet but around Violet's current age that started to go away and then it was gone like it just one, one day it never happened again. And it's so funny how it happened so quickly.
0: Well, I'll, I could tell you how I um I agree. I think we're right at the end of that. And there have been so many pet shop pretend or <laughs> or she sets up a pet shop with her stuffed animals and I have to buy them with real money. That's another thing. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, nope, I remember that one yeah. as well. Yeah. So I the, the reason we're getting out of it is because she got a guinea pig for Christmas. So she has <laughs> her own live pet and and she's been very responsible. So she'll go out in the garage and play with her guinea pig or she and Allegra will go out there and like make an obstacle course for him or whatever. But yeah. yes, the pet shop years.
1: Yeah. Um I also remember when Clara was seven, it was Scotty Cheese Hands time. Oh you had yes, and that helped yep. The hamster. And she played with the hamster all the time. And I think that also helped. So
0: we are. It's so are we long. telling yeah. are we
1: telling listeners to get their kids a hamster <laughs> or a guinea pig to solve pet shop
0: days? I, I don't know. I think what we're saying is that eventually <laughs> you won't have to pretend to be a cat or a dog for adoption. Right. Um, yes. Okay, so your next youngest is Owen.
1: Yeah. So Owen is the I'm going to say the hardest. That's not the right word, maybe. I feel like Owen is the, he's a sticky wicket for me. Um, He's 14. He really likes being around me. Um, And he'll come, and when we were in the old house where the cat always hung out in my room, that meant he'd come like lie on my bed and we'd pet the cat and we would just kind of talk. But like, he's not easy. He's a demanding person. Mm-hmm. He's very logical. He's quite argumentative at times. And he's always trying to figure something out. So it's never just a relaxed, like, let's hang out here and just like talk about life. Mm -hmm. It's like he wants something from me always in some way. And so we spend a lot of our time arguing. And I don't want that to sound like we're bickering or fighting. It's not that. It's more like he's got a case to make about something that he knows I'm probably going to disagree with. That's why he chooses what I seem relaxed to bring it up. So Uh like he's very smart. And he, so he, let's pretend he wants, um, there's a video game he wants. So he'll kind of come sidle up to me (laughs) and then he'll say something like, mom, do you think at some point I could earn some money from you? And I'm like, sure. What is it you want the money for? Well, you know, I was just thinking it's been a long time since I've, since I've been able to buy something for myself. So it's like, he builds a case Uh and uh doesn't just come out and ask for the thing he wants, which drives me nuts. And then by the time we finally get to it, he, it'll be like, well, it's a video game. And then I'll be like, I feel like you just got a new video game. And then it's like he has to go back and argue his case that the video game he want, got wasn't even the really the one he wanted. But like <laughs> dad told me he had to get that one instead because it was on sale. So then he's bringing other people into the argument and it just becomes like a bummer. And so yeah. I'm trying to I really am right now kind of not stuck like. We're very, he's very pleasant and every now and then he'll miss the bus and I have to get out of bed really, really early and drive him to school, which makes me grumpy. But because if I don't take him super early, I don't get anybody else to school on time. Mm. So it's like, I have this one shot and it's like 645 in the morning. Um, but that's actually quite pleasant. Like it's always pleasant sitting in the car with him. It's, he's he's a very nice kid and he's smart and he's really funny, but like, we're just in a place right now where it's all very transactional mm-hmm. and So like part of me is like, how do I um, build? Like, for example, if I asked him to go to the movies, he'd probably go because he wants popcorn. Mm
0: -hmm. Not because he he wants to spend time with me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not because he wants to spend time with me. Not because he actually cares about the movie. Like he just wants the popcorn and the the candy. And that's why he would go, (laughs) which is fine. I mean, the end result is still the same, but it takes a little bit of the warm fuzzies out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we are right there. Not to be a bummer. I mean, no,
0: I, it'll probably come back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. do remember a time when we always would talk about Owen and you would kind of like sheepishly kind of say he was your favorite. So maybe yeah. maybe things have changed or, you, I just, or just there's just a reminder in there somewhere.
1: He's just he's grown into himself. And for yeah. so long, he was so gawky and sweet and just a little love and a little snuggler. And, you know, not to say he can't be sweet. Sometimes he can. And he's still cute as can be. Um, and he still loves to like I sent you a picture over the weekend of yeah. him like he like turns himself into clutter. He bundles himself into little corners and hides under things and like in the cracks of the sofa. So you don't even know he's there. When it's he, like,
0: and then sleeps, right? And then sleeps. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so he finds,
1: he burrows into places and falls asleep. So I find him sleeping all over the house, but I'll think he's a pile of laundry. <laughs> I've almost sat on him before. i um, thinking he's just like a blanket on the sofa. So he's just always around in his adorably like now teenage gawky way. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's a little edge to yes. our relationship right now. So, I think
0: that's super honest and I think it's really good for people to hear that just like any relationship, you, you're coming up against each other in different ways and then yeah. they're developing into as they are developing in the way that they are supposed to. So it always yeah. helps me to think like this is not pleasant, but it's probably what's supposed to be happening right now. So it's like yes. it's not something to fix or resist, but maybe just find strategies to manage. And that goes and for it- toddlers all the way up.
1: And I think that I, that Owen in general is in particular, I guess, is of any of my kids, he is the one who is going to benefit the most from independence. Mm -hmm. Like he's always, since he was a little kid, thought he could run the world better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like he's made comments like who's in charge around here when we're at the store, when he was like six years old, he'd be (laughs) like, I think they need to bring someone in to clean this place up. Like, like really has got opinions about everything. And so it's probably a very frustrating world for him to live in right now. He doesn't have any autonomy. He doesn't really live near his friends. He can't drive yet. Like Everything goes through me and his dad and he's got ideas.
0: Yeah. No, I I I can totally see that.
1: Yeah. Once he's mobile and able to even pick his own classes more, you know, with Mm -hmm. more, with more freedom, stuff like that, I think, I think he's going to come into himself right now. It's just a little awkward. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the kid. It's like the little tiny kid who can't quite walk or run yet. And they get so yep. frustrated and it comes out in their behavior. OK. Yeah. Um. OK, well, on to Reed, who is moving up in my chain. So he's nine and a half um, and he is like kind of adorable right now. So as you talk mm. about Owen and like thinking of Owen five years ago, so um. He he and I have always felt fallen into one on one time because he's kind of an introvert and he plays by himself really easily. So when he was like a preschooler, he could do Legos next to me for like hours mm-hmm. while Violet napped or something very different um, from my other two. But right now it looks like he is often the first one down the stairs in the morning. He's a naturally early riser. So on the weekdays, that looks like I'm usually reading my book and having my coffee. And he's just like really pleasant. He He's a kid who really had to learn social graces. They don't come naturally to him but then once he did learn them it's kind of adorable because he'll be like hi mom how'd you sleep like it just like really really cute like you can see him making an effort to connect and then on the on the weekends it's so funny because that's when he can go right to video games on the ipad or on the Apple arcade. And so he will come down early in the morning. And I know his every fiber of his being is so excited to get himself on video games because he hasn't had it all week long, but he will totally fake it and be like, Hey mom, how's it going? Like, and like try to like make small talk. And then he'll be like, um, I think I'm going to probably do my iPad now. I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, I, I know that's why you're here, but like, there's something just really sweet about he's faking it to try to be nice and not be rude and come down the stairs and just like go right into a video game. So that's that's yeah. kind of adorable. That's not even one on one time. But it it I brought it up because it's like it's times that we repeatedly kind of connect with each other. Um, yeah. And then one other cute story is when I was doing my 40 days to 40 walking every day. I would always on the weekends, especially I would invite anybody like the whole family. And, and there were different times where I took a couple of the kids and there was one day where he found out I was going to this park preserve. That's really pretty. It has this pond. And, um, he was like, I want to go with you. And I, I want to say he even opted out of doing something fun at home and it was raining. And so he really had to want to. And so we had a 40 minute walk together. That was just really cute. I will say in terms of like what we talk about when we're together. Reed is very motivated to talk about the things he cares about, which is probably comic books or video games or something like fill in the blank like that. He's much less motivated to talk about anything else. So there is a kind of a natural tension of like finding a way to have a natural conversation if Mm -hmm. our if our interests don't totally line up like he, is, he does love science. And so I can, like, I like, I like science and social science and things like that, how things work. I can always talk about that. I can't talk about video games. I don't care. So that's, that's, I feel like that will continue to be a, like, he, he does love to talk and he's incredibly bright, but like, he is a little tone deaf yet at this age about like being in a conversation where it's not just all about what you want to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, and then in terms of, intentionality of like I think I could probably always be a little more intentional about just making sure I'm getting the quantity with him because yeah. he doesn't ask for it and because he he's happy by himself. He'll go off and read or still still go and play with Lego and stuff like that. So, um lately it feels like we're getting enough but it definitely is one I would have to stay on top of because he's probably not going to ask for it and he's very happy by himself, so there would it's possible that we just wouldn't get it. So.
1: Yeah, that's I I remember always referring to Isaac as my flies under the radar kid. Yeah. And how that was a relief as my second, like I needed that, like I needed him to be that way sometimes. But then sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like when was the last time, as he got older, like when was the last time I saw Isaac? Like, yeah. He just, Where he is just he? silently slipped away. Like, and then I would be, I loved it when he started playing guitar because then I knew he was in the house. Like I knew not like I knew he was in the house anyway, but when he started playing guitar, it was kind of like, I'd sit downstairs and think, oh, I'm just glad to have like some yes. interaction Proof with him life. right now. <laughs> Proof of life. Yeah. and. And like, it's nice to hear, to be able to share what he's doing. Um, and I could talk about that more later, but yeah. just a funny little thing that he, that I don't think he knew I could hear him. I don't think he would have uh-huh. liked knowing that I could yeah. hear him playing, but it felt good for me
0: Yeah, yeah. to know that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the mom hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, our place. In fact, you, me and our team member, Katie, we're all comparing notes on our favorite product.
1: Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to FromOurPlace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's FromOurPlace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so I guess I'm up next with William, who is 16. Um, In all of the ways that William is good to reliable William, he also has been reliably friendly and easy to connect with, even as a teenager, Mm -hmm. which he did go through a grumpy phase. But even his grumpy phase, he was like good natured about and self-aware about. So he'd be like, I'm just really grumpy today. okay? I'm a teenager. What do you expect? And it would became like his way of being hormonal and and grumpy, but still like being kind of nice about it. Mm -hmm. I, I can't. Yeah. So he would sometimes be like, Mom, you wouldn't even believe how close I came to just punching a wall. I don't know what's going on with me. It's like I'm a teenager with hormones. And so (laughs) anyways, I think he's kind of outgrown a lot of that. So right now he's 16. Um, We're in the car a lot together.
0: So he is Um, not driving independently. He's not driving.
1: Like he doesn't have a license yet, but he has gone through driver's ed and and is permitted. And so, yeah, he's like he's behind the wheel sometimes. But even when he's not, like he has a lot of places to go. Mm -hmm. And so he and I are just in the car a lot together. He's one of the kids who's most likely to just come up to me and talk to me about whatever, um, to kind of keep me in the loop about what's going on in his life. Not the way Clara does. Like she does it to kind of unload. And I get the feeling William just really wants me to kind of know Mm -hmm. um, what's going on with him and his friends. He calls me Joe Mama, which I think is kind of cute. He calls me Joe for Joe Mama, which I think is kind of cute. Like I have a nickname and he Snapchats about me. So like he'll be Snapchatting. Okay. So he'll be Snapchatting with his friends, which is like, they take a picture. And then, um, so they take a picture and then they put a little message on it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever used Snapchat. Yeah, and I mean, a I've, message I've seen on
0: lots it. of screenshots and I understand it to work kind of like Instagram stories. Right? It is so yes, like the very similar,
1: feature. but it's, yeah. pri- but it's more, I think for a while, Snapchat was going toward being public and now it's really the way my kids use it. It's all just like private messaging with
0: their friends, None yeah. of,
1: mm-hmm. with their friends. Nobody, nobody's using it that I know anymore really for the public, um, so that's interesting. Yeah. thing anymore. Um, they use TikTok for that now, but he'll, so he'll, he'll take a picture of me and then snap it to his friends and be like, Oh, that's my mom. Like, I get the feeling he's kind of proud of me, which I just really appreciate. Like, like he likes that I'm his mom. I know it is. It's like super adorable. So, um, sometimes he'll kind of moon around until I ask him if something is wrong. Like he just seems he's easy. It's easy to find ways to connect with him. Um, if we're ever in the car, he'll be like, oh, you know what we should do? We should listen to Next to Normal. So that's the soundtrack. I was yeah. in a production of Next to Normal like, oh, gosh, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. And then William became like obsessed with the soundtrack after he saw the show. And I remember driving. We drove out to um, Wyoming and um, Montana that summer. We did Yellowstone. And like he listened to it and cried all the way there Aww. and back because it's like a really sad yeah. show. And so he'll be like, let's listen to it. And we'll, we just know the whole soundtrack beginning to end. And we both know which parts to take.
0: I love that.
1: I know it's so fun. Like he's just
0: a really, really fun kid.
1: (laughs) It's so cute. Um, Here's another funny story about Will. So last week I randomly met one of his best friend's dads. Like I was just out and and met him and I mentioned it to Will. I was like, oh yeah, um, I met Rowan's dad the other day at Silver Beach Pizza. He's really nice. And then he, he came up to me a little bit later. He's like, so mom, would you say you met him like the way a man meets a woman? (laughs) And I was like, are you saying you want me to like date Rowan's dad? He's like, it wouldn't be the worst. And I said, I don't think that's going to happen probably, but like, good to know. I just thought it was just a cute thing. So he just really keeps me in the loop. Um, and I think probably as with any middle child, it's a quantity issue, not a quality Mm -hmm. issue. Like, He's so easy going. He's so easy to be around, but he's busy. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's just when we're together, we're like really present and we really enjoy each other's company. But I feel like, but he's also so got so much going on. And right now he's doing swims. So every day he doesn't even get home until 530 or later. Yeah. So it's just, there's a definitely a quantity yeah. issue more than quality with right. him. Yeah. But that's, he's 16. That's pretty normal, I yeah. think.
0: Oh, I love, I love hearing all of that. Um, Okay, so Allegra is my oldest, so I will be done after this. You'll have two more. Um, She is 11, but will be 12 in April, so closer to 12. Um, She is really good about asking for one on one time. And I she is also very motivated to do things that aren't little kiddish. I mean, she has separated herself from the pack and wanted to be a middle schooler for a while now, like for at least a year. And she's like much like William. She does so in the most like pleasant and, Mm -hmm. like, very tolerable ways. It's not like she's like, I hate you all, I hate my family, I'm slamming my bedroom door. There (laughs) there will be one of those, I'm sure. But she is, it's more that she just doesn't want to watch the movies they want to watch. And so she will ask for... One-on-one time, or ask to do something different, which I really try to honor. Um, she and I, she and I are really close. We have our kid-literate podcast together, which has been really fun, and that's something that we actually have to like work on together. So I was curious what it would be like to say, like, "Hey, we need to like talk about the show outline," or like, "We have to actually sit down and record." And she's very compliant. She is, in general, a very compliant human being. So mm. I I know that there's, <laughs> well, like, there's like a compliant whole... human being. Yes, well, and like so, no. it's like not it's like some... mother like daughter. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, in terms of what we end up doing together, she likes to listen to music. It's funny that you mentioned Next to Normal because she also loves like the Broadway musical soundtracks like I do, and she has moved on into some of the more adult ones like Dear Evan yeah. Hansen, which has some really, um. Just some mature themes. So we've had a yes. couple of conversations. She's like, my friend at school listens to Dear Evan Hansen and I want to. And I was like, Yeah, you can, but like I'm gonna tell you the story. And and right. that's like it's a good age for you to understand the story. And then um, she loves Book of Mormon. She has not listened to the whole thing. Well, she probably has right. actually, but um, so like she kind of likes these edgier musicals and she likes to put them on and lis- really listen to the words. Like, like listen and understand. And so that's kind of a bonding thing. I'm sure it will not be forever that she likes a kind of music that I also like. I'm sure she'll find her way to differentiate about that. Um, And then do you ever when
1: you're listening to Dear Evan Hansen, do you ever have there's a certain moment in that soundtrack where it's like super uncomfortable to sing with your kids, but also kind of I find myself watching out of the corner of my eye because I think like, I think everyone's kind of getting a kick out of the fact that we're all singing this semi inappropriate yeah. song like around, but not at each other. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I, <laughs> I feel like I have that moment a lot when we listen to musicals, because yeah. even with Hamilton, my kids are little oh. and listening to yes. Hamilton. And, and they know every single word and they'll just yep. drop out. And I'm I'm very, very permissive about swearing in my house. So they think it's funny. And they know they know how and when to use those words. So anyway, right? Um. So that's been kind of fun. And then I I try to go into her room at the end of the night, like after the other two are in bed. But I admit this is like this is one of those things that feels like a should, like you know, check in with each kid before bed and ask how their day was. And like I'm just tired. And so I think yeah. I have a there's a little bit of like internal mom guilt about that. That that's when she would tell me about her day and tell me about some of the social dynamics. And I. I try and I go in there and she's very, she, again, she's just very pleasant. So she might not even like, unlike Clara, she probably wouldn't just start processing. Um, I would have to like hang out there in for a while for it to kind of yeah. start coming out. So I feel like if I have an intention, it's it's just to, to show my face as much as possible so that we continue to have the, like you said with William, the quantity so that when she is w- ready to open up that, that I'm, you know, that we're there, we're building in that quantity. So,
1: Right. Well, my last two are my oldest. So I actually um, recently wrote an article that was on NBCnews.com about parenting adults. And the note I made in the outline is after Isaac, I never see him and it makes me sad. Yeah. And the essay that I wrote was really about the shift to parenting older kids and how it changes the dynamic of how you interact with them. And I think the, I can't remember the exact phrase I used, but I think I said something to the effect of Often it's like our communications have devolved into a series of nuts and bolts mini nags, I think is how Mm -hmm. I said it. And it's because Isaac doesn't live with me anymore. Um, And so I probably see him not every weekend. He's really good about he went to my sister's wedding last week and was really fun and hung out, like drove himself. And I I really see him, I think, as much as is possible for him. He just had a little extended vacation from work. So he was here a lot during that time. Um, But still, like then he's splitting his time between. His siblings and his friends who are in the area, and his dad and me, and I just don't have as much time. So I find that when I see him i I end up just nagging him about like all the things he needs to be doing to adult right? Like, did you, you know, he, like did you do your car registration? Um, you need to make a dentist appointment? When can that happen? like all of these things, also knowing that he needs to start shifting away from always coming home to do those things, right? you know, always like he needs to establish if he's going to live an hour and a half away and he's only going to be here on the weekends, he can't come home to right. do like his, like, his mail needs
0: to go there at some point. Instead yeah, exactly. Of the male,
1: exactly. Like there's just changes that need to happen. And maybe not now, like yeah. it's, this can be his home base. And it's kind of funny. Like he's now that we've lived in this much bigger house, he came home and was like, wow, it's so much bigger in here. And then he said, well, what would happen if I came back? Like, could oh. I have the basement room? And I was like, do you want to? I mean, I, you have a whole life up there. And he's like, well, I don't know. And I want him to know that's on the table for him. And I could see him getting kind of wistful about missing all of us. And yeah. my kids are so tight. Like, I just think I, I just think that there's probably a big part of him that wants to bail and come back. And I don't yeah. know how he'll handle that. And he left early. He He was very young when he moved out to be moving out into a full-time job situation. Right. It's not even like he had the buffer of being in a dorm, you know, he moved out on his own at 19 and got a full-time job and an apartment. So um, I don't know. I I wonder sometimes if that's going to change, but right now it is just a lot of me just reminding him of things he has to do. And I I feel, or like, you know, have you checked in with so-and-so about this? Like, are you coming home next weekend? And so it's, I feel like I nag him a lot and I don't mean to, he's always been very pleasant kid. Well, Mm -hmm. not always, not when he was three. But since, you know, we've had a great relationship for a long time and I don't want that. Well, that's what I was
0: going to say is you had 19 years of building a relationship with him. So it's understandable that it would not look the same in terms of like the quantity and quality of one on one connection when he lives an hour and a half away. But it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's supposed to either, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a big texter and I'm not a big phone call person. Um, But I kind of feel like maybe I need to be with. And I think the reason I'm not with most of my friends, I don't text them like I might message with you on Boxer or something, but that's like because my computer is open and it's a social platform I also use for work. Or maybe I connect with people on Facebook. Well, neither one of those are going to be ways that he and I are going to keep in touch. I might have to make a point of calling him a few times a week. And I actually I know that John is actually really good about that. Like John Mm -hmm. is a phone talker. He likes just calling people in the car to kind of you know chew the fat or whatever, and he's so not sometimes listening to
0: podcasts, obviously, <laughs> like, like most of us <laughs> exactly. in the car, like most of well, like, my does phone that too, ringing, but it's interrupting my podcast.
1: He spends a lot of time in the car, but he'll tell me like, "Oh yeah, I talked to Isaac this week," and then I'm always like, "Oh, you know, good. I'm glad you're doing that." I keep forgetting like that I can just call him mm-hmm. and that he'll probably pick up. So that probably is my intention, just to find a way for us to connect that isn't about me unloading on him about how he needs to adult.
0: I wonder, comes, so. this might sound cheesy, but I wonder if there's like a show, a TV show or like a podcast or a book or something that if you were both into, I mean, that's always yeah. like a fun thing to do with someone far away is like not even tandem or concurrently, but like you listen to some deep dive podcast and then yeah. it, he likes it. And like sometimes that creates a a language or a currency or a starting point where yeah, there wasn't that's true. one before.
1: And I know he wa- I know he has the opportunity to watch TV at work. Um, he worked. He watched like all of The Office and like all of Parks and Rec. And like, so yeah. he yeah, because he's boxing things. so he can like stare at a computer, but yeah. uh, or at the phone nah, the TV. But um, but yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Um, and then that brings me to Jacob, who's my oldest, oldest. He's 22. And we probably actually spend the most time together because he lives with me. And that means when all the other kids go to their dads, he's usually here. He might go for a night and Mm -hmm. hang out with them, but he's here more than anybody. And we're just in the house a lot together. And we're on sort of the same sleeping and waking schedules. It just turns out we're just around each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's I mean, he's very talkative. Jacob's a very talkative kid, young man, sorry, and um, has a lot to say on on a variety of topics and has a lot of questions. And in some ways reminds me so much of Clara. Yeah. It does Honest, sound like
0: they're bookends. Like
1: they are bookends. Yep. He's just like the adult version, but mm-hmm. there's also like, I find it so fun because, because he's 22, like, what am I going to do for this kid? That's going to make him happy. Like I don't buy him toys anymore. Yeah. It, it, you, your relationship changes. So I really like to go out and get him leftovers and bring them home. Like I'll go out and I'll buy something that I know, like I'll go to a restaurant. He doesn't want to go with me usually. Yeah. Um, but I'll get something that I know like I can bring half of it back and it'll make him really happy or I'll go pick him up sushi because it'll make him really happy. So it's just like here, I come bearing gifts for you and he gets so excited or if like I bring him home a tub of ice cream, it makes him super happy and excited and like this is what I have to offer you, my 22-year-old son. Like,
0: I think um, I, I'm like having deja vu if we've ever said this on the podcast before, but there that's another thing that shifts when when your kids are little and they're constantly asking you and begging you for yeah. stuff. You just go into at least I do, because I'm a very like, no, I like to say no. So I'm a very like boundary holder parent. And so and then at a certain point, I agree. And I've seen that even with my older two kids is you, you see something out that makes you think of them and you want to pick it up because, you know, yeah. it makes you think of them or, you know, it'll make them super happy or you get their favorite you know, flavor of potato chips or something. Yeah. And I, I really think that's another thing that does almost a complete 180 because you've just been saying no reflexively in the grocery store yes. at the restaurants or for so long that it becomes fun to be like, oh, hey, guess what? We're going to Dairy Queen drive through for no reason right now. You know, and they're like, yeah, what? you know,
1: I know. And they get so excited. And it's like a little connection point, especially when it's something I do when he's not around. And then I can like, yeah, no, he didn't even ask. I just surprised him like that feels really, really good. I agree. Um, And it makes me laugh. I think I've talked about this on. This show before about how finally by the time Clara came around, I wised up and never told her that there wasn't a toy aisle at Target. Like <laughs> she didn't know until she was like embarrassingly old. I told her that the little freebie dollar section ah, at the front right. was the toy section. She believed me for like years, like two <laughs> or three years, and we weren't in the habit of going to Target very much, so it would just it worked out. Like we'd go there to grab something quick. I would steer clear of the toys. And I'd make her really excited in this little toy, this little dollar aisle. And then when she found it out, she was like, oh, my gosh, mom, seriously, like there's this whole other toy section. That's and so I, she was just really gullible and little. But the point of that whole thing is when they're little, you almost like figure out all these workarounds and these hacks to set your life up for the least possible amount of hassle yeah. and begging and meltdowns. and meltdowns and energy sucking, like whatever the, their poison of Mm -hmm. choice is and all kids have a different poison Um, you find all these you get so good at anticipating that you come up with all these workarounds and then suddenly it's just not a thing anymore
0: yeah yeah and
1: I would love to go browse the toy aisle with Clara now I think that'd be really fun she's not interested
0: right you know (laughs) So, I bet she'd go to Barnes yeah. and Noble with you or the art Absolutely. store. Well,
1: and I actually think she probably would think it was really fun to browse the toy aisle. Uh-huh. I just don't think she would want anything like yeah. That's, yeah. that ship has sailed. Yeah. But it's it's just, yeah, I don't know if there's anything from this conversation that comes to my mind. It's just that like, like literally anything else with parenting, as it changes, we have to remind ourselves it's changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like kind of a lot.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And I think if there's anything else, it's also that it gets a lot more fun to spend one on one. I mean, I remember reading parenting advice that I should be having meaningful connection, individual one on one time with my one and three and five year olds and, like, and thinking like, how functionally, how do I do that? I mean, there were right. little times that I, you know, the baby would be down for a nap and I'd try and say, okay, I'm going to do a puzzle for 15 minutes before moving on to this other thing. And, and I, I think that advice is there for a reason. I do think in terms of behavior, I think kids tend to behave better when their cup is filled. Right. And so like, I think there's some proactive reasons why it's great to make sure you're connecting one-on-one but I think it, it happens it, it didn't feel really fun to be honest it felt no. like something I was doing because I was supposed to or because it would save me a meltdown later maybe um, if they felt like their little cup was filled so I think the other like big takeaway here is it gets a lot more fun to opt in to doing things one-on-one with your kids whether you choose to do it in a structured way or just like happen to find yourselves with these pockets of time. So,
1: well, and the other thing that I think some of that sort of well-meaning, but sometimes trite advice um, missed for littler kids is that not everything is equally filling their cup. I mean, and like we all have different ways of filling. Like I was always great with snuggles and cuddles and one-on-one attention and listening and affection. Like those things were like my, my currency. Mm -hmm. And I had Endless amounts of it. Something like getting down on the floor and playing matchbox cars assumed that I could do it without like gritting my teeth and barely like being able to survive it. And two, that that my kid even wanted me down there. Like it becomes clearer the older they get. Like they start to... Kind of guide you mm-hmm. um, or you guide each other towards ways of spending time together that are like mutually yeah. beneficial. Yeah. And it feels like then everyone's cup gets filled and yeah. it's not sort of this forced, like, I'm doing this because a book told me I had to. Right.
0: Yep. So, no, I totally yeah. agree. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And if you do like this type of episode where we dissect our own children for better, <laughs> it sounds terrible, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, no, where we go through our eight, we will link up the other What's Great About Our Eight episodes in the show notes. And then also just a reminder that we have a rapidly growing Facebook group where listeners are like trading parenting tips and offering each other encouragement and all kinds of really great stuff. So if you like Facebook groups, we hope you'll join ours. You can check the link in the show notes to get there and be sure to answer our really easy little entrance survey so that we know you really are a listener of our show.
1: Yeah, we would love to see you there. It is so supportive and everyone is awesome. And I expect no less of this community, but it's nice to see. Yes. So thanks, everyone. And Sarah, you're up for this month's Voices interview. Um, I'm Excited to hear this one it's an interview with author debbie reber about supporting differently wired kids and that's up friday so we'll talk to you then the mom hour is supported by partners like erica erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health study focus sleep and daily balance
0: erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data.
1: Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to Erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, -K E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%.